The four great beauties are four ancient Chinese women renowned for their beauty which they skillfully exercise to influence Chinese history. Although each of the four great beauties frequently appear as the subjects or objects of arts, one seldom learns much of them beyond their names, descriptions of their looks and brief mentions of their skills. This is common in ancient Chinese works related to female performers or courtesans. Their legends illustrate applications of the early Chinese education utilized and perfected by the ancient courtesans of China, which was then preserved by Confucius as part of his philosophy. Scholar Lin Yutong wrote, One can never overstate the important roles Chinese prostitutes played in romantic relationships, literature, music, and politics. The complete poetry of the Tang reveals the influence of prostitutes on the ancient Chinese culture. The contradiction between the modern and the ancient concepts of prostitution in part comes from the origin of the word itself. The Chinese character frequently translated as prostitute, g, implies a female performer or, women who offer the pleasure of their company through music, singing, dancing, and poetry. Although they were called prostitutes, they were closer in definition to courtesans in the West. However, even the term courtesan does not adequately describe the rigorously trained and highly cultivated women who entertained at elegant banquets. Indeed, the word would refer to the upper and more genteel range of female entertainers. There were two classes of courtesans who would be in especially frequent contact with emperors and courtiers. They were the government courtesans, Guanji, and household courtesans, Jiaji. Household courtesans were often referred to as concubine servant, Jishi or simply serving maid, shire, these terms hinted that the woman relationship with the master of the house was more personal than that of mere entertainer. In ancient China, it was preferable for noble ladies to not be intelligent or talented to be respectable. A proverb first seen in the Ming Dynasty, 1368-1644 CE, Book the Elders Thus Say, is quoted describing the ideal woman, a woman is virtuous as long as she is ignorant. The ideal Chinese woman was obedient to her husband, dutiful to her children, mindful of her domestic affairs and ignorant on all other matters. The concern to maintain class distinction was also expressed in injunctions that genteel women would not be trained in the entertainment arts, especially in poetry and music. Changzhou Combs Representing the Four Beauties of China As wives and concubines were expected to abide by social codes, the men were in need of intellectual counterparts of the opposite sex. As marriages were matters of social hierarchy, endless scholars and aristocrats had marriages that lacked both the affection and communication that can be found on a deeper level. Unlike the girls brought up in ordinary families who were deprived of education, courtesans were taught to become not merely entertaining performers, but the mental equals to aristocrats, scholars, government officials, and all manner of high society. The legends of the four great beauties are rife with mentions of their intelligence and performance skills, indicating that they were not noble ladies, nor were they deprived of education in the arts. This painting depicts Sai Shi. Shi, spring and autumn period, 770-476 BC, was the daughter of a tea trader from the Luji County in Zhejiang Province, which was a part of the ancient state of Yue. When the state of Yue was vanquished by the state of Wu, the emperor of Yue, Gu Jian, was captured and forced to serve in the stables of Yue. He was finally allowed to return home provided that he paid a large annual tribute of money to the king of Yue. 
A humiliated Emperor Gu Jian commissioned men to search for a woman whom he could send as a concubine servant to Emperor Fuxi of Wu. Her mission was to seduce the Emperor of Wu so that his subjects would grow restless and his friends would desert him, as a man who became too deeply involved with a courtesan risked losing credibility. She, found when she was washing gauzes and clothes by the river, was selected for this task and sent to Gu Jian. Gu Jian approved of the choice. He had she dressed in fine robes and trained in royal court etiquette. Gu Jian ordered his minister Fan Li to take Shi to the Prince of Wu as a tribute gift from Yue. During the journey, she fell in love with the wise minister and Fan Li also grew to admire this courageous lady who was willing to give her life for her country. However, they decided to put their love aside and dedicate themselves to their county. Consequently, before they parted, they made a secret pledge of love. She in a Chinese opera at any social gathering, from quiet drinks among friends to huge state banquets at the imperial court, courtesans were present to urge the wine cup by providing musical entertainment and clever banter. Although being beautiful would benefit the lady, a courtesan would not rely on looks alone. She would seduce with her learned skills and accomplishments. Some sense of this is captured in Collected Aphorisms, a text from the mid-11th century CE. A similar collection of aphorisms by Sushi cataloged things that evoke tenderness in people, excellent calligraphy in painting, sons who can read, and young courtesans talented at dancing and singing. Sushi was proven correct as the Emperor Fuxi was intrigued by Shi. When invited to perform, she not only sang and danced well at his banquet, she was also witty and knowledgeable. This showed her as a courtesan worthy of the name as not only was she talented, her performance was sought after. A definition of a low-class ancient courtesan was an entertainer who approached the banquet table and began to sing without having been invited. A scene from the opera The Eternal Beauty Sai Z, performed by the Koch Sin Sing Opera Troupe at the Astor Theater, 1939. Emperor Fuxi was enchanted by her and gradually began to neglect his political duties, preferring to idle away his time with Xi. She never lost sight of her mission. The political chaos that ensued due to the emperor's neglect of his duty enabled the emperor of Yue to invade the state of Wu. Seeing that all was lost, Fuxi committed suicide. Following the death of Fuxi of Wu, she disappeared from public life. She lived in relative obscurity with Fan Li, who became a traitor. In the Song Dynasty, 960-1279 CE, the Chinese-renowned poet Su Dongpo wrote a poem to praise the West Lake and compared it to Xi. Since then, the West Lake at Huangzhou Province has another elegant name of Shi, or Shizhe Lake. Wang Zhaojun marrying a tribal ruler, by Chen Wei Yan, died 1926, China, Shi Wanware, Hong Kong Museum of Art, Hong Kong. Wang Zhaojun, Western Han Dynasty, 206 BC to 24 CE, was a native of Ziqi, in Western Hubei Province. Said to be beautiful and well read, Wang Jiajun entered the imperial harem as a concubine servant willingly to save her father, a scholar official, from persecution during the reign of Emperor Yuan, 48-33 BC. In the year of 33 CE, a Han chieftain of Shangnu, Kukenye, asked to marry one of Emperor Yuan's daughters to cement the relations of Han and his state. The emperor decided that instead of his daughter, the bride would be one of his concubines. Wang Jiajun who, despite her beauty being overlooked by the emperor, volunteered for the task. Escorted by officials sent by the emperor, armed with her thick red robe and her pipa, string musical instrument, Wang Jiajun embarked on a long journey to the north on horseback. When she reached Shangnu, as an official wife of a chieftain, 
she persuaded Kukenye to abandon violence. As a result, peace reigned on the border with her mother country for or half a century. Wang Jiaojun by Hishida Shunso, 1874-1911 After Kukenye's death, Jiaojun married Kukenye's eldest son and became his concubine in accordance with the custom of Shangnu. It was a custom abhorred by the Chinese moral norms in which she was brought up. Therefore, it would have taken a lot of courage and political insight for her to do so. It has been popularly believed that she did so for the sake of Xiangnu's stability, and peace between Xiangnu and her mother country. Wang Zhaojun lived in Hun for the rest of her life. Her children continued her work of forging an amicable relationship between the Han and the Hun. The story of Zhaojun's settlement in Xiangnu has become a household tale in the history of the friendship and unity among Chinese nationalities as well as a popular subject in Chinese poetry, drama and novels. Today, her tomb at Hohat in Inner Mongolia was one of the eight special scenery spots in present Inner Mongolia, which was built by the Huns of olden times in memory of this goodwill envoy from the Han. Wang Yun invites Lu Bu to a banquet. Lu Bu finds himself unable to stop looking at Wang Yun's maid, Diokin. Diokin, Three Kingdoms period, 220-280 CE, is the only great beauty without any historical records. She was immortalized as a heroine in a Chinese literary classic romance of Three Kingdoms. Diokin was born in the Moir village of Bingzhou County of today's Shanxi province. At 15, she was selected as a serving maid in the Han court, where she was charged with the duty of taking care of court officials' hat decorations, known as Diokin at the time. Hence she came to be known as such. With the death of Han Emperor Ling in 189 CE, the Han dynasty fell apart. Three warlords emerged to become equally strong and began the period of stalemate known in history as the Three Kingdoms. One of the warlords, Dong Zhou, with the help of his adopted son Lu Bu, a powerful young warrior, eventually got the upper hand by murdering the child emperor and installed one of his liking, with Dong Zhou himself as the prime minister. Though a prime minister on paper, Dong was in fact a brutal sovereign. When the Han dynasty fell apart, Diokin was adopted by a courtier named Wang Yun and served in his household for him as a concubine servant. Wang Yun would very much have liked Dong Zhou to be destroyed. However, with Lu Bu as Dong's bodyguard, he was unbeatable. Wang Yun began to lose sleep thinking of this conundrum and his health declined. One night, Diokin came out to the garden and prayed to the goddess of the moon, expressing her willingness to do whatever she could to help her master. Her prayer was overheard by Wang Yun, who then decided to have Diokin pit Dong Zhou and Lu Bu against each other so that they would become vulnerable. Lu Bu and Diokin Wang Yun then betrothed Diokin to Lu Bu, at the same time presenting her to Dong Zhou as a concubine. Both Dong Zhou and Lu Bu became fond of her and could not decide how to settle the matter. As the hostilities grew, Diokin took every opportunity to add fuel to the fire, and the two men became fiercely jealous of each other. Eventually, Lu Bu's assassinated Dong Zhou. Lu Bu secured Diokin, who had become fond of him, and embarked on the life of a fugitive as a wanted murderer. Diokin accompanied him through many battles until Lu Bu was finally captured and killed. Romance of Three Kingdoms does not tell its readers what happened to Diokin after that. Yang Gaifei by Weimura Shun, Shohaku Art Museum, Nara, Nara, Japan. Yang Yuan, Tang Dynasty, 618-907 CE, was the daughter of a census official in Sichuan. The Emperor Xuanzang fell in love with her when she served as a concubine servant in his son's household, and took her as his concubine. In 745 CE, he conferred the title of Gaifei, 
first lady, to Yuan, making her his favorite woman in his court to the dismay of hundreds of his other concubines. Yang Yuan would then be known as Yang Gaifei. Emperor Xuanzang and Yang Gaifei became inseparable. As Yang Gaifei had served as a concubine servant before she became the first lady, she was highly trained in the arts of singing and dancing, as well as reading and conversations, which endeared her even more to the emperor. Yang Gaifei also utilized her influence with the emperor to gain good positions in the government for members of her family. However, in 755 CE, a rebellion started under the banner of ending the corrupt government of Prime Minister Yang Gaishang, a cousin of Yang Gaifei. When the rebel army marched towards the capital, the emperor had to flee with his courtiers, escorted by an army. When they reached the village called the Mai Slope, the soldiers and their officers refused to move on. They demanded that the Prime Minister Yang Gaishang and his cousin Yang Gaifei be executed, blaming them for the problems that had beset the dynasty. The emperor had no choice but to give in to their demand even though he loved Yang Gaifei and knew that she was made the scapegoat for the prime minister's misdeeds. The heartbroken Yang Gaifei hung herself with a white scarf. In 806, Bei Jui, one of the most famous poets of the Tang dynasty, wrote Song of Everlasting Sorrow, a long poem, which depicted Emperor Xuanzang's love for Yang Gaifei, and his perpetual grief over her death. The poem became one of the most widely read Chinese love poems for thousands of years. Yang Guifei, Hanging Scroll, Color on Silk